2: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
0: Hey, good morning to you. Welcome
3: in on a Tuesday morning and wow, are we in for it. I'm not going to complain about the warm temperatures and how to dress again, Kim. You know by this time tomorrow morning it's going to be 32 degrees.
4: I saw that. Overnight lows was it in the uh, 20s? Yeah.
3: It might fall in it might fall 50 degrees. Between today's high and tomorrow morning's low,
4: I, ever, I was at the park again yesterday, ah. and everybody was in like, shorts and tank tops and flip flops. Of course, why not? It why was why great.
3: would you not be outside enjoying that? Taking the dog for a walk, having a cold beverage, just just to just trying to enjoy it. just just a little bit, right? I mean, it's crazy. I, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the trees start to bud out a little bit. <laughs> they don't. They don't know what to do with. Uh, they don't know what to do either. So anyway, it, it's a good thing we're not complaining. This is uh, this is a nice respite, and for as long as it lasts, I will uh, take it. And it's going to be back in the seventies by the weekend. Nice. So how about that? Still cold in our studio. So just uh, just ignore that. By the way, we're very excited this morning. You know, yesterday I it, 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 I, I I was complaining about first world problems here on the radio station again. Because I had brought some donuts in that I bought the day before and I, everybody said, it's fine, Mark, we love them anyway. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't, it, they, they're a day old donuts and I apologize for that. And lo and behold, my friend Scott from a Donut Delight heard me complaining on the air. And as we speak, he is driving down to this radio station with fresh donuts.
4: The fact that he is not only hooking us up with fresh donuts, but t- making the effort to drive them to us yes wow
3: I know thank I know. you thank you you uh, said
4: Scott right yeah thank yeah. you Scott
3: you bet and he's uh he's headed down here right now and probably by the bottom of the hour here uh is expected to arrive so, I'm
4: salivating uh,
3: no kidding well we're we're looking forward to that among many other things lots of stuff going on today kind of kind of the official kickoff today of our attempt to start drawing attention to these April elections I am uh Knee deep right now in my voter guide trying to put this together for the school board elections. The municipal elections are coming up in April. We're 34 days away, I think. This is important, a lot of of mayor positions and city council positions, but the school board positions are what we will be focusing on. There's also a big MSD issue on the St. Louis County ballot this year, I know for sure. I've stumbled across that yesterday. Haven't heard anybody talking about it, and it looks like a massive tax increase. So we're going to get some experts on the air here to talk about that as well, because I don't want you to stumble into a voting booth uh, in April and say, whoa, 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 what, what is this issue I'm looking at here? So I'm going to get you all the details I can on that. You know this weekend is the Missouri caucus. I let the silence hang out there for a minute. People are like, the what? How do I get involved in that, Mark?
4: What is a caucus, people a, are thinking? What
3: is a caucus? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very
4: ca- different than what we're used <laughs> <Yeah>. to.
3: <laughs> well, it's it's happening, and this is how Missouri will... Pick its primary candidate this year. So if you're unaware of it, if you don't have any idea how it works, but you still want to get involved, I'm going to have all of those details for you this morning in the eight o'clock hour. We're going to get Bob Eno on here. He's chair of the St. Charles County Republican Central Committee. He's going to explain what the caucus is, how the caucus works, why there are strict rules for the caucus. You'll have to be, the doors will be locked if you're not inside by 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. And then uh, how the votes are tallied. So Bob will be here explaining all that at about 835. Now, he's from St. Charles County, but he he's just going to explain the process. And then I'll tell you how to find out where your county is caucusing or your congressional district is caucusing uh, as we move uh, through that. So it, it it's, should be... An interesting exercise so we can all learn as we kind of go along on that. But first, let's get to our top stories, please.
5: The Mark Cox shortlist.
3: I've been
5: planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh,
3: my good friend apparently is gone. Joe Biden did two things yesterday in an ice cream shop. He tried desperately to stab out at Donald Trump which failed because Trump planned his trip to the border two weeks ago, long before Biden. And number two, he announced a major uh, foreign policy announcement at an ice cream shop.
5: I need to see that we can stop this sinking ship before
4: it takes off. I think that if I'm not an alternative in this race, I think that Donald Trump will lose.
5: It's that simple.
3: (laughs) What does that mean? If if I'm not an alternative in this race, Donald Trump will lose. Somebody help me! I'm a pretty logical person. I cannot follow that. Your party screaming ten million immigrants. We've got too many people, and we've got no more space, and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we. What what are they talking about, Carl? Any idea? No. <laughs> You, you Your people, your people, and you're talking about this is I I just I don't I don't get that uh, that that is uh, Dr. Phil mixing it up on the View I believe no that was Joy Reid that was Joy Reid calling that was Joy out Reed. Senator
4: Tuberville. <laughs>
3: Oh on the on the children. Yes. No 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 no. Okay, all right, all right. It got it got cut
2: off. I blame myself.
3: Okay, that. Carl. That's why that okay, thank you. I was a little confused on that one. Let's go.
2: That was my fault. I apologize. Here, let's do this instead,
5: Mark. If we gotta jump on this abortion issue, we gotta jump on this book burning issue, run ahead to these Nazi hags at school board meetings trying to ban Rosa Parks.
3: James Carville uh, is a cartoon. He's a cartoonish character. He always has been. Uh, They should probably start keeping him off TV at this point. Um, His his effectiveness ended about 25 years ago uh, during the Clinton administration. And uh, now, now he's just on here making false claims about people banning books and calling anybody members of the GOP Nazi hags who want to ban books do you know anybody who wants to ban a book
4: no and i think that's the biggest misconception no right. one's saying you no. can't publish the book no one's saying you can't write the book no one even is saying you can't sell the book they are saying you can't put it on a library shelf where say a 5 year old or or you know 10 year old has access to basically pornography not only with the words but also with the pictures
3: yeah uh, they they want to go back. Uh, they want to hearken back. They want to take you back in your mind to, you know, a time when people who didn't like a book would pile them up and and, and light them on fire. That is not what we're talking about here. Uh, restricting these to things that are age appropriate. Who has a problem with that? That's, that's the question I would love to get to with a lot of these left wingers. What exactly is your problem with this, why do you want young children to have access to books about rape, um, uh, sodomy? What 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 is it that is different in your mind? How is your mind wired differently than mine that you think that's okay?
4: But Mark, think about this too for perspective. They're okay with that, and in fact, they encourage the children to have access to those books, yet they believe that Mary Poppins is offensive and <laughs> needs to have a higher rating for any moviegoers, right?
0: Because they
3: said a word that I, I don't know—like, I've watched Mary Poppins with my children—it's it, got to be a dozen times, if, if, not, many, if not many more than that. Over the years, probably more than that. I was— I've never even heard of that before. Have you ever – had you heard of that before we talked about it yesterday? The no, word, I had
4: to ask you what that even meant. The word hot
3: and tot. No. I, I'd never heard of it before. And it it was – it's a word that's now apparently for some reason considered not not PC or, or derogatory. In England. That That English people used to say about people from South Africa, white people from South Africa, not black people from South Africa, but – Immigrants from South Africa who were white who came to Britain uh, were referred to by that term. That, that word is in Mary Poppins because, again, you can't go back and scrub uh, movies made 70 years ago uh, for t- today's ridiculous PC standards. But in England, they've, they've now raised the rating on Mary Poppins to parental guidance suggested because a child's ears might be offended if they hear that term.
4: You know, I bet our listeners are really offended, too. Carl, mm. we might need to bleep that out if we're going to say it again.
3: That I said it's the word. so
4: offensive. Hot and taut. Beep, 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 it, beep,
3: beep, Say it with a British accent.
4: Hot and taut. and
3: taut. I'm
4: really <laughs> terrible at accents. What, what was I doing last week that I thought was like a Scottish, or Swedish did, accent? You did and, Swedish, and, or, but
3: you, you
1: you thought it was, it was like um, British or British, something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Inga from Sweden. That's it's it's what it Swedish sounded like. <laughs> All right. So just so you know uh, what they're what they're talking about there with James Carville. He he wants to pummel the GOP. Let's play that bite for the people. Carl, go to cut four, please.
5: Just Democrats don't lose elections anymore. We haven't lost an election in the last year and a half. And we have an advantage right now and we need to pummel him right now. And I used to have a saying on Iran campaigns, the more you pummel them, the more they plummet. And we got to jump on this abortion issue. we got to jump on this book burning issue. Run ads of these Nazi hags at school board meetings trying to ban Rosa Parks. Run all of the things, all the intrusive policies. A majority of the House Republicans want to codify the insane ruling out of the Alabama Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Almost 90% of them voted against protecting women's right to contraception. Can you believe it? we're arguing about a contraception in 2024?
0: <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the IVF ruling is still driving them all crazy. Um, I, I, I saw a comparison the other day that said the Alabama Supreme Court has ruled they finally answered the question about the chicken and the egg, which came first. And the answer was, they're the same.
4: <laughs> you know, I, people, I, I have seen so many people posting about this. I mean, just fuming. And I understand it is a big deal. And people feel very strongly about it. But, wow, it, the claws come out. J- just understand,
3: people. J- just engage brain for a minute. This is not an attempt to ban IVF. This is a win for life. You have to understand that, that what you've got going on in Alabama with these hospitals saying, well, we may not be able to do IVF anymore, is a hard left reaction, but it's also a liability reaction. They don't want to get sued. If they know they're walking around hand holding people's kids in their hands, they don't want to get sued if they trip and fall and and they and they kill something or someone, right? They they at this point the ruling is, if you've destroyed that, you've killed someone. They don't want that liability, so they're going to have to come up with waivers to to let IVF continue. Uh, but they're the overall the the ruling is a win. It it is a victory for life. That that's you have to understand what they ruled on in Alabama, because that is the truth. All right, let's get to a a quick break and our Mm -hmm. national anthem. We'll be back.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app
4: i'm giving you every red flag i possibly can about the direction that the country's going in now i just need people to hear it i need states that are voting to act on it and i need to see that we can stop this sinking ship before it takes off i think that if i'm not an alternative in this race i think that donald trump will lose it's that simple help me. I'm trying myself to understand what that means.
3: I think if I'm not an alternative in this race, Donald Trump will lose. How? What does that mean? Either Donald Trump wins or or you win. You being second runner up in every single primary third in some cases. um, How does that I, I just that that comment makes no sense. She's now just making sounds with her mouth to, to make sounds with her mouth. I mean, the words coming out mean nothing. It's maybe like listen to Kamala. I Harris. was going to
4: say maybe she and Kamala Harris have really become close friends and Kamala's rubbing off on her.
3: Uh, honestly, I, I don't uh, I don't understand uh, this at all. And I'm not quite sure what uh, what I'm missing with the whole thing, to be honest with you. She she has um, she's jumped the shark here. There's no doubt about that. Um, you, you know, yesterday, and I thought I had the soundbite here, but I clearly did not edit it properly this morning. Yesterday, she she told um, Fox News she was on with Martha McCallum, and she told she told her that uh, that um, she didn't accept any money from the Koch brothers. Basically, what she said was, well, "What are you going to do now that the Koch brothers aren't supporting you anymore?" Well, they were only doing things like uh, helping with phone calls and stuff. You mean you got no money from the Cokes? I thought they invested
4: millions and millions millions of dollars. Nobody's more shocked
3: than the Koch brothers who wasted millions of dollars on Nikki Haley to find out that Nikki Haley was unaware that they were giving her money. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's getting that ridiculous these days. The media needs to start ignoring her, but they won't because they know that her brand damages Donald Trump. Hmm. Um, so anyway, we're we're gonna get to Kim on a whim here coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll be back right after this.
2: Kim on a whim.
4: So I was initially going to talk about something else. And then I saw this story pop up this morning, actually, as I was writing headlines, And I'm like, no, 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 we have to talk about this. The Fox School District, the latest district to consider moving to a four day week and their reasoning is because they're they're trying to find ways to save money. Their enrollment is dropping. We've seen that at a number of districts across the St. Louis area. So they're like, what are we going to do here? Superintendents like, "Okay, we could go to the 4-day week. It'll help us retain teachers because it'll incentivize them to go to the district." Great, 4-day week. We can we can cut programs, we can close schools, we can cut teachers or we can move to the 4-day week as one of the solutions. And it was interesting because I was talking about this with Ethan and Ethan Bright, and he was saying, oh, actually, I was at that meeting last night where they were discussing these options with parents because your daughter is in the district. So I wanted to invite him in. Uh, So this was, what, a a packed, kind of contentious meeting last night?
0: Yeah, they had a meeting. It was basically to, they are going to show us what a four-day week would look like, I guess. You know, they were trying to give the pros of a four-day week. And the uh, it was at the service center, the Fox Service Center, and it was packed to the gills with people. Mm-hmm.
4: But you feel like they didn't, did they really give you guys a chance to talk at all?
0: They did not give us, uh, they didn't do a question and answer at all. They, they put three pieces of paper out on the table and there, you know, multiple people <laughs> at the table, but there was only three pieces of paper. So it was pros, cons, and then um, questions. And then you just had to write it down and turn it in.
4: And so, they'll supposedly address them.
0: Right. So I have a question.
3: I have a question. If you are a two household, if, you're, if, you, if you are a, a household in which both the parents work, I'm, a, I'm just assuming two-parent household here, and you both have jobs Monday through Friday and you work 40 or 50 hours a week at those jobs, and you have a elementary school student, for example, who can't stay home by themselves, what the hell are you supposed to do on Friday of every week?
0: Right, that's and the problem. That was actually, I bet, was the biggest concern. You hear people talking about at that meeting.
3: Honestly, and well, so, so then the solution is going to be, well, we'll do we'll do after hours care or something on Friday. Well, then. Why not just keep the school open? No,
4: but but keep in mind that I've heard some of these districts saying, we're going to offer that care, but we're going to charge you like $30 a day. It's like, well, then I might but as well do daycare. I'm paying day- taxes. Daycare, by the way, as someone who's doing part-time daycare, it is expensive. Yes. I-, I agree. I think we are paying taxes for these public school districts. Why are the kids not in five-day school weeks, just like we all were? And I understand it's an issue having teachers and trying to retain them. And I I feel for any of you who were school officials trying to do that, I do not envy that. But this is, in my mind, this is not the solution. There's got to be some other way that they can figure this out so that kids are in school five days a week. It's not only beneficial, in my mind, for the students to be in there consistently that many days per week, but on top of that, to your point, Mark, what are the parents supposed to do who work? who both have jobs outside the home, they can't, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? Hire a babysitter and pay them an, uh, an hourly fee to watch them for that last day of the week?
3: I, I, I guess I see the their point that they might be, it might be easier to attract teachers if you can offer them a four-day work week because they're going to get a three-day weekend. But there's so many complicating factors to that. How many people go to school to be a teacher who ever think they're going to have a four-day work week? No, you're there Monday through Friday. Kids are off Saturday and Sunday. They're back on Monday morning, bright and early. Be ready to go. Uh, I got got a plan for you. Either become a firefighter or a nurse if you want a three-day week because most of them work three 24-hour shifts, and then they're off for the rest of the week.
4: I'm going to get some hate on this because, (laughs) and let me say this preemptively. I I am not a teacher, obviously never have been a teacher, but I understand you guys work your tails off. Like I, I know it does not end when you leave for the day, you're grading and doing all kinds of lesson plans well into the night. I've talked to teachers who say it's crazy. However, you have, like, winter break and spring break and summer if you wanted, if you're not doing summer school. Like, you you, you don't need, like, really, you don't need a four-day week to go work a job. Like, I, I've never had a four-day week except when we were partially furloughed at Channel 4 during COVID. That was pretty fantastic. I did love it. <laughs> I get I get why that's very attractive. But just because something's attractive, like, like a crazy high wage, like $20 an hour at McDonald's, just because that's attractive in a way to incentivize people doesn't mean it's the right decision to make. And that's what you have to balance.
0: Right. Yeah. That meeting last night, they brought a guy in from, um, West Missouri States. He, yeah. And he was the whole, the whole meeting was this guy was there to tell us why a four day work or a four day school week might was work. Was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's basically what it was. It was a sales pitch is what most people were saying, but he he talked about it was all about how this works for rural school districts but we're not a rural school district you know right What what i think is is you know he's like this is going to work very well for rural school districts um, there's he was giving us examples of towns and how they're off on Friday and then all these people work at this one wood plant <laughs> and that wood plant saw to fall on Friday so it's great and I was talking to my wife about it well of course this works for rural kids most of those kids live on farms if the kids are off, they're going to be working at the farm all day, mm-hmm. you know? And my wife's um, cousin lives up in Shelbyville, and that's exactly what they do. Yeah. They're a four-day school, and all those kids work on the farm.
4: How many school districts did you say that they were telling you have gone to the four-day week in Missouri?
0: I believe it was over 100. And I
4: bet you Illinois is the same way. I don't know I don't know the numbers on that for Illinois or Missouri. I guess you're saying over right. 100. But, I mean, I, I really – this is something that is happening. I, I remember – and I'm blanking right now in the other district, but I remember it was a relatively large district, like a couple weeks ago I was talking about for headlines, that was also considering a four-day week.
3: Would it save them any money if they just did it at the high school level?
4: I mean, Where what, right, the, the kids could know. stay home potentially now the teachers, by themselves?
3: The teachers may not like that very much, and the kids may get into more trouble if they're off on Friday and the mom and dad's not there to watch them. I'm not saying that's a great idea. I think it's. I don't like the idea at all, uh, but it's not workable. For, pe- for parents that have elementary and middle school children. What are they gonna do with them one day a week when they would normally be in school? And the parents have planned their whole schedule around that. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't see how they can pull it off.
0: The only other thing with. I saw last night, too, is he put up a, our superintendent, when it first started, put up a graphic, and I wish I got a picture of it. It was like the budget for the last five years, say, mm-hmm. and it was like 20 million, 20 million, 20 million, 20 million. This next year is 3 million. And they're saying a lot of it is we're losing. The kids from the district, and then like our COVID relief funds. How how did we lose so much money? And then if we're going to cut this down, he's saying it's going to save us two to three million dollars. Well, that only puts us back at six. Yeah. Like, what else are they going to have to cut? Then
4: here's the thing: I saw this article in the Post Dispatch. St. Louis area Lutheran schools stayed open during the pandemic. Now they're thriving. Yeah. This these public school districts that went all with crazy with all these restrictions are really hurting right now meanwhile you've got the lutheran schools who stayed open and are thriving
3: i'm so glad you brought that up because i know several local private schools uh who did the same thing their test scores have not suffered Mm -hmm. the kids missed a total of a week or less maybe two weeks during the entire covid period um they did some ridiculous things like you know of putting barriers between the kids and this sort of thing. But they stayed in school was the point. And they've come out better on the other side Mm -hmm. of it. I'm glad you pointed that out. I saw that article the other day and forgot to bring it up.
4: Yeah. You know, if you're sick, stay home. Like, I understand there are certain (laughs) things you have to do. But, like, at, at some point, this gets ridiculous and we're hurting the kids now this is affecting the parents in a, in a large way so, and it's like where are my tax it, well in your case ethan where yeah. are the tax dollars going so
3: when do you think uh, ethan they're going to make a decision on that so they give a time frame for it
0: uh they have not they still said they are going to do i think three more meetings um they are bringing in the superintendent of the independence missouri school district because they so went KC four, area i believe so um I think that's the largest school district in Missouri that went four days, so they're going to have a Zoom call with him.
4: And Independence and, would not be rural. Independence <clears throat> right. is like a very suburban area. Yeah,
0: I, that guy that came in, like I said, his whole spiel was about rural schools and how to do it and everything, um, and that's what he focused on. He said it was a great way to retain teachers, get all that, but I just don't know. if I. I I'm, I'm more of a statistics fact kind of person. If you lay it out for me and show me how this is going to save us money and, you know, Show me. It's, it's mm-hmm. Missouri. Show me how it's going to help us. You know?
4: Transparency is what right. the people want. It shouldn't be that hard. But, so,
0: yeah, I mean, if you've got kids, all these parents are screwed. So, yeah.
4: so
3: the question here seems to be one of of budget, right? Right. That this, this is something we can do to save money. What impact does it have on the kids? My friend just, my friend just sent me a link to a story uh, where in other places they're debating a six-day school week not going back to a four-day school Where? week because it's better for the students. They said th- this article was out of Buffalo State, um, and it said that in Italy the kids go to school sh- a shorter day, but they go to school six days a week, and it helps with retention.
1: Hmm. Of, with of, with of,
3: teacher retention? No, 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 retention of material. Of the of material. brains, right. basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah.
4: yeah, I'm sure teachers would not love mm. that, though maybe they would be enticed with a sh- if you're like, okay, I'm going to go to work for – four or five hours today instead of eight, maybe that would be enough of an incentive. I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it depends on what your goal is here, I guess, ultimately. Yeah. Well, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it. When you hear an update, let us know. Yep, definitely. I, I, it's a Fox I, School District. I plan uh, on
0: going to the other meetings. Considering
3: so. that. All right, good. Well, we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we're all kind of distracted right now because the, the studio smells like a bakery because our friend Scott uh, from Donut Delight has brought in some delightful... Still Hot Donuts to the studio. We're going to talk to him about what his life is like. We complain about our hours all the time. We till hear what this guy has to do. We're going to be back in just a minute. Carl Middleman, you've got a little bit of chocolate on your upper lip there. That's frosting. Oh, it is. Oh, that uh, I just have to tell you. Kim, how would you describe the smell in the studio this morning?
4: It really does smell like a delicious bakery.
3: Man alive. If you've not had Donut Delight Donuts, I'm just telling you, you're going to have to swing by and try them. So yesterday I'm complaining about my first world problem with getting day-old donuts. And Scott texts me and he goes, hey, I'll drop you off some donuts tomorrow. What do you want? (laughs) Good morning, man. Welcome in. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you in the studio. I mean, a little surprise visit here. We invited him upstairs. And I I just I wanted people to um, understand how it is you churn out delicious donuts
5: like this on a daily
3: basis what time does your
5: day start about 11 50 p.m. is when i get up and then we actually start making donuts around one o'clock in the morning wow and how many donuts do you make in in a, any given day uh that's hard to say every day is different we just kind of try to read the room on what's going on in the economy and everything mm-hmm. believe it or not that's got a lot to do with it but Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are slower days, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we're usually rocking and rolling pretty good.
4: Did you just have the busy season? Because I knew you had some holidays. I don't know if those are big for donuts.
5: No, thanks to Sue Thomas, it's a little bit slower this (laughs) time of year. Well, I guess right now with Lent, (laughs) you've got people giving up sugar. That's true. Right. And uh, a few other things, just uh, guilty uh, pleasures, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Sue has given up sugar, like, for a while. I don't know if she's if she's
3: listening to us this morning or not, but uh, when Scott said, give me your order, what does everybody want? What does Sue want? And I'm like, well, Sue's not eating sugar right now, so that is Sue's loss. But that's right, not right. a, it's not a Lenten thing. It's not a Lent thing it's for a her. It's a health thing. Yeah, she's just doing it for her health. Right.
4: We'll eat her donut for her. <laughs> we are going Gladly to eat her, her blueberry eat her donut, donut. donut for her. Oh, she got blueberry, too?
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's
4: what I requested, and it was fantastic. Thank you.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So d- just to give people an idea, like when I walk in there, I'm always overwhelmed with the selection, with the choices. H- how do you determine, is it just based on vo- like, you know, what your sales volume is that you sell more regular glaze than chocolate long johns? I mean, how, how do you figure that out? I've always wondered that.
5: It, it is a guessing game every day. <laughs> every it day. really is. Do um, you run out some days? Yes. Okay. And customers get a little aggravated with us, but we we're doing the best that we can. We try to figure it out every day and uh, we make a little bit more when uh, we run out the day before and just try to figure it out. It, it's every day is different. It's a flip of a coin. What's so, the
4: most popular donut?
5: Um at my store is glazed rings. The classic. Yep. Just to yeah, see. we sell a lot of those. Wow. Uh well, just to just to remind people, you're right there at uh, what the Dunn Road and is it Halls Ferry? Yes. 3605 yeah, so. Dunn Road. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pink building on the right. Yeah. And what time do the doors open every day? 4 a.m. Oh, wow.
4: People don't, I mean, obviously we know that people, when they're making donuts, they have to get there early. (laughs) But when we were talking off air and I asked you what time you get in and you said 1 a.m., I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) You just don't think about that. I think I have so much more of an appreciation now when I go get a donut. I'm like, wow, thank you so much for getting up this early to make sure that my donut is fresh. And I mean, they were still hot when you dropped them off this
5: morning. Who who
3: did that famous commercial all those years ago? It was one of the big. It was one of the big donut companies. It was companies one of the Dunkin'. big chains. Who who every day the alarm would yeah. go off and he would get up and go. Got to make, make the donuts. The donuts. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. That's what and we then, do. And then what you need to understand about Scott, this hardworking guy, gets off at five in the morning generally for making the donuts, and then goes and works his day
5: job. Correct.
3: That's impressive, sir. That Thank that you. is a work ethic. Thank I you wish for that. More
5: people had it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, you know it's really hard to find anybody that's got it. We're the last of that generation.
4: Would you like the four-day week, like some of these <laughs> students? Bet- <laughs> the
5: I saw him over there going, "What?" For the last 13 years. <laughs> oh yes. man.
4: Oh, no, my. it's true. I'm a millennial, and I feel like it's like my generation down. It's like psh, just crash and burn on the work oh, ethic man. and the attitude and all the things.
3: Well, yep. uh, Scott, thank you so much for bringing these donuts in this morning, You're very man. Welcome, that is fantastic. Man. Going to encourage people to visit you there at Donut Delight there at Newhall's Ferry and Dunn Road. If you're up in North County, uh, right there off 270, easy to get to mouthwatering donuts. And I'm going to enjoy at least one during this commercial break. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes.
2: Get more at 971talk.com